0: I knew the Lord, but just like Jonah, I knew how to run away from the Lord. That is until one day I met a pastor in central Florida years ago. He prayed for me and he led me back to Jesus. Larry is retired now. But he still prays for me and countless others like me even struggling with melanoma even without that baseball-sized tumor in his lung last week i was back in florida decades later one more time i met with larry and his wife gail and i asked him to pray for me and then i prayed for him those two hours were special for me and i think for him one last visit this side of glory we could see war between russia and ukraine any day COVID is still here with us, but there are a lot of things we can pray for. We can pray for others, and Christians can know that Jesus is praying for us. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and on this final Wednesday in February, we're continuing a series called What We Need to Know About Prayer. Just before we think more about prayer, I think we need to take a moment to pray. I know many of us are concerned about what's happening in Eastern Europe right now. Well, let's take a moment. Let's ask the Lord to bring peace between Russia and Ukraine and to protect the many Christians that are on both sides of that border. Lord in heaven, we are told in your word that there will not just be war, but rumors of war. And we've been hearing a lot of rumors the past several weeks about what's going on between Russia, between Ukraine, lord we want to put your people first and foremost in your hands and ask for you to keep them safe but i pray especially now for those who who don't know christ that they would make their way to the cross of christ and find the peace that only comes from our savior and lord i pray this now in jesus name amen well if you would like to learn more about this situation I would encourage you to be encouraged and visit haventoday.org and check out our great stories podcast we have an hour-long conversation with christians from russia and ukraine talking to me about what's going on and how they're sharing the gospel even now now we're thinking about prayer this week i must confess that i've been convicted i need to pray more and i'm guessing You may be thinking the same thing about your own prayer life, but the good news is that the Lord wants to hear our prayers even more than we want to pray to Him. It's hard to think of many things that are more comforting than that, isn't it? And in a moment, we're going to think about how God's Holy Spirit helps us and leads us to pray. It's something we all need to hear. Then after this program, I'd like to send you this very helpful book that I'm holding on to, Hanging on to right now called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. It's by Nancy Guthrie. We've had her on the program before and I asked her to explain the concept behind this book.
1: Each page not only has some information about prayer, but then an invitation to pray. And so I love hearing that their kids actually want to read the book and that it is leading them into prayer. I mean, what better thing could happen with a book about prayer then that kids would actually then want to pray and put it into practice. But the other thing I really love hearing is that the parents and grandparents themselves are finding this to be a help for them in their own prayers, to kind of get out of the rut maybe that they're in either in prayerlessness or only praying a certain way. Uh, I can't think of a better thing to happen from a children's book about prayer than that.
0: That's my friend Nancy Guthrie. She'll join us again in a few moments, and then after the program, I'd like to send you a copy of her book called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. Now, as you heard Nancy just say, this book will help both young and old alike develop a deeper prayer life and a closer walk with Jesus. After the program, I'd like to send you this book for your support of Haven Ministries. Here's the number you can call. You can reach us at 800 542836 eight thirty six, 865 Haven. Or visit us online and read some samples from the book, and then you can make your gift there. That website is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now I'd like us to hear some music together. It's by Sanctus Real.
2: I bow my head to pray. I don't know what to say. I'm not sure how to things I'm dealing with I'm in a desperate place I need to share the weight but I just don't know how to let it all pour out and though I'm silent my heart is crying because I was made to come to you You can bear the weight, Father, take me in your arms, as I speak your name, I lift my hands and pray.
0: just called Pray, and it's a single by Sanctus Real that we're listening to here on This Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called What We Need to Know About Prayer. The Lord loves his people, and he wants to hear from us. And in the strange times we are all experiencing, this is a welcome thought. Well, here with me again is Nancy Guthrie. She's written this wonderful book, What Every Child Should Know About Prayer, anxiety, depression, fear, these seem to be more prevalent today. Living through a pandemic that has seen so much loss, Russia and Ukraine going to war, inflation on the rise. Nancy, how does prayer factor into everything I just ticked off?
1: One of the beautiful things about prayer is that prayer is an antidote to worry. Mm. In our lives right now, there's so much to have anxiety about, isn't there? I mean, there are things we've always had anxiety about, but then we're heaping upon that. I I was talking to a woman who's taught second grade for 30 years recently, and she got this book and used it with her second grade class because she told me that kids have more anxiety today than they have ever had before in all of her 30 years of teaching. Mm -hmm. So... What do we do with all these worries? Well, what we do is we turn them into prayers. I mean, this is what I've had to do as a mom. You know, I'm approaching 60, but you know, over the last 10 years, dealing with various things about parenting, I would find myself awake in the night and I'm worrying almost as if I'm gonna be able to strategize my way into, you know, things changing the way I want them to change and I'll find myself lying awake, tossing, worrying, worrying. And I just began to realize, you know what? Instead of worrying, I need to pray. I need to turn all those worries into prayer. And I actually have a little section on that in what every child should know about prayer. Encouraging children, the things, whatever it is that they're worrying about, to turn it into prayer. I mean, what a beautiful thing if that would be something that would come out of the difficult times that we've been having these last few years, is that rather than spending so much time maybe on social media arguing or talking about things, trying to find answers, trying to strategize our way out of issues and concerns, if it would actually drive us to our knees a little bit more, and that we would take all of those worries and concerns and turn them into prayer.
0: That is so true, Nancy. And I'm so glad that you could join us here on Haven today. And I'm very thankful for Nancy's clear and helpful words about why we should pray. But now that we've answered that question, we may run into another problem. Have you ever had one of those conversations that's full of awkward pauses? Maybe you just met the person, or maybe one or both of you don't even know what to say. It can be a bit troubling, can't it? You know, someone needs to say something. You just aren't sure what that something is. Well, we all probably have felt that way when talking to God. So today we're going to see if we can answer another question. What should we pray? And like with any conversation, we have to know what to say when we pray to God. But we should always remember that we have help when we pray. Do you remember what Paul says in Romans 8, verse 26? The Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. Maybe the cares and concerns of life have risen like a tsunami, seeming to sweep away everything before them. But in those times, the Spirit takes us by the hand and intercedes for us. We aren't left alone. As our Lord Jesus once said, we are not left as orphans. And isn't that amazing? Weak and helpless as we might be and are, our all-powerful God cares this much for us. His eyes are on the sparrow, and we are worth more to him than any bird. He knows what we need before we even ask, and even helps us when we pray to him. And so, how can we not pray to the Lord? How can we not go to the one who loves us this way? After all, no one loves us more than our Lord Jesus. But this leads me back to our question today. What should we pray to this loving, merciful, amazing God? Well, the first thing we can do is praise him. Listen to these words from David in the first verse of Psalm 34. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips have you ever read through the book of psalms beginning to end and i don't mean in one sitting but i would encourage you to try that in your personal bible reading sometime if you haven't done it recently my wife janet and i went through the psalms not long ago and they're really incredible now don't get me wrong all god's inspired word is incredible but in the psalms We can clearly see the feelings and emotions of the psalmist, whether it's David or Asaph or whether it's anybody else. And the psalms are more than just songs. they are also prayers, the prayers of God's people in good times and bad times, yet all inspired by the Holy Spirit. And what do we see time and again in these inspired prayers? Praise. When times are good, the psalmist praises God when times are bad well still the lord is worthy of praise but why do the psalms praise god well i think we can divide it into two main reasons first they praise the lord because he's the creator he's the ruler of creation and second they praise our god because he's also our redeemer he is the all-powerful one or to put it in more biblical language god is great but there's something else too. God's not only great, he's also good. And in his goodness, he is saving sinners like you and me. What mercy! Truly, the Lord is a gracious God. And that leads me to another thing we can pray. We can thank God for what he has given to us. Back to Paul, but this time in Ephesians. He begins by telling those believers in Ephesus all about the spiritual blessings that they have in Jesus Christ. And then later, in chapter 5, he says they should always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it's hard to find a better description of the Christian life than in the Bible. We are all sinners. That much is made clear in God's word again and again. But God is gracious and merciful to sinners. And Jesus Christ came to live, die, and rise again in their place. That's the message of the gospel. And it calls us to do something. You know what that something is? Repent of our sins and put our trust in Christ alone. And you know, all of us who have done that can really only respond in one way. We can respond in gratitude And we can respond with thanksgiving. So we can pray prayers of thankfulness to our God and Savior. We can thank him not only for the things he has given us in our day-to-day lives, things like a home, a roof over our head, and family, and even medicine, and sun shining. But we can also thank him for Jesus and for all the blessings that we find in Christ. But there's something else in the Christian life as well something that maybe we don't pray as often as we should. When we pray, we should confess our sins to God. As the Apostle John tells us in his first letter, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You know, this may not be the cheeriest thing to talk about, confessing sins, but... I would rather praise and thank God much more than confess my sins to him, and I suspect you feel the same way. You know, I've heard from many people who came to the U.S. or Canada, from other parts of the world, and they were shocked when people asked, how are you? What they didn't understand is how people could ask that question and not really care about the answer. Well, when God asks us, how are you? He doesn't just want us to say, I'm doing well i'm great so we can both move on with our day he wants to know and we need to tell him we've sinned against him and we need to confess but this is the sweet part of confessing our sins the gospel telling us that our sins are forgiven so one thing we get out of prayer is a new realization that we are forgiven in christ what a savior And now I want to come to the part that we all do pretty well already, if we're being honest with ourselves, we should ask God for things. James reminds us in his epistle that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. We've already talked about this when we were talking about thanking the Lord. But if all gifts come from the Lord then of course we need to ask him for our needs. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Anything we receive comes from God's fatherly loving hand. And he wants us to ask him for what we need. After all, what loving father doesn't delight to give his children what they need? And no father could ever love us like our heavenly father. So we can go to him in confidence And speaking of confidence, isn't it amazing that we can do all these things through Jesus? It's to Jesus we can go to our Lord confidently to praise him, to thank him, to confess our sins to him, and to ask him to supply our needs. Won't you make your way to the throne of grace? And there, on that throne, you will discover forgiveness and mercy.
3: Before the throne of God above I have a strong and perfect plea the great high priest whose name is love whoever lives and pleads for me My name is graven on his hands my name.
2: Tell
0: Justin Inger, in a duet with his wife, Falcon, before the throne of God above. That's one of the Forest Home hymns here on this Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. And earlier, we heard Nancy Guthrie share how excited she is to learn that her book is not only helping children to pray, it's encouraging adults to pray as well. Her book is called What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. The book is laid out in an easy-to-read way that has helpful illustrations and even prayer prompts all the way through. And for your gift to Haven Ministries, I want to send you What Every Child Should Know About Prayer. Hey, if we don't need a kid's book, even as adults, that teaches us how to pray, I don't know what we need. So... If the Lord is touching you to learn more how to pray, call us right now and get a copy of this book. The number is 800-654-2836, 865-HAVEN. Or go to that website we have and look at this hardback book. It's not a tiny children's book. It's a good-sized children's book, but it looks adult enough for you and me to read and be blessed by as well. Our web address is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And not to forget, check out our Great Stories podcast when you go to visit our website. Not only do we have the in-depth conversation with Christians on both sides of the border in Russia and Ukraine, but we also have an extended interview with Nancy Guthrie about prayer that I'm sure you won't want to miss. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It wasn't fun getting in trouble as a kid, was it? No matter what we did or what the consequences were, no one enjoyed it. But you know, there's a strange comfort in getting in trouble from your parents. After all, it shows that they really cared about what you did and what happened to you. In other words, they were concerned about you. And really, that's one of the most comforting things in life, knowing that someone cares enough about you to be concerned. The Lord shows concern for his own, too. In Exodus 2, we read these words as the people of God were enslaved in Egypt. God looked on the Israelites and was concerned about them. And for those of us in Christ, we can know that our Heavenly Father is concerned about us too. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit GetAnchor.com.